Thursday Pick Show Week 15. I'm jumping right in. Watch out. Thursday Night Football. Hunter Henry versus Derek Johnson. That a will be a wow. tough matchup. Who do you give the edge to Well, there? I'll tell you what. With Spencer Ware out there, right. they got to be worried about Priest Holmes coming around the edge because the last thing you need is Junior Seau Dude. hitting that A-gap. And the way Alex Smith's been playing right Quentin recently. Jammer is willing to hit that that I jam. Hear you. And Ladanian's been on fire. Oh, my gosh. Look, if Steve Bono right. can make the throw to the flat yeah. and find a way to get to Mark Bo Richter. Oh, but woo! if Stan Humphrey wow. and Natron means business start getting on you. Sometimes I wonder, out. sometimes I go, maybe Drew Brees will get hurt and Dan Fouts will come in. <laughs> Maybe that'll be better for the Chargers. <laughs> I'm glad we started this way. Holy crap. Listen, uh, we're not that great at picking games. Yeah. But realize that people picking games, it's 50-50. All we try and do is know what we're talking about yep. and give you guys some good information. Can I say my token line? Oh, boy. I don't know. You have like 17. Is it quantifiable? <laughs> no. You self-scout yourself? I don't like... No, un- but... I've heard Bill Belichick pick two games in my life, and he was wrong on both of them. (laughs) Just so you know. What two games was it? Um, They were both playoff games. Um, One was a Ravens game. One was a Ravens, and one was a Bengals game. I want to say, like, one of them was, like, I want to go, like, one of the the years the Bengals lost, you know, their five in a row playoff games. Right. yeah. I want to give a special shout out to the people that hit me up in the DMs and said, way to fight through and battle the sickness. Way to battle. One person said, I would recommend not having hot chocolate because the dairy may cause mucus. Of course. I and switched to tea. Right. And now we're going to do the ceremonial pouring of the emergency. I just can't believe. Into our Sims and Lefko water jugs. He's touching your mouthpiece and then making I didn't mine. touch his mouthpiece. Sims is upset that Josh didn't thoroughly clean these. Yeah. Which I would say is very unlike Josh, and that's the reason it's surprising. I think but, he's a little scared. I don't. I, I don't think that's unlike Josh. I think Josh is a little scared to get his like hands dirty. That's not life. true at all. I, I was going to say every night in my apartment, hands don't get dirty. You don't have a dishwasher? No, I don't have a dishwasher. Neither I live in I. New York. Neither do I. You guys don't have dishwashers? No. I, I got, was. I got two of them. You know what I'm Great. doing this month? I'm going to bring my dishes over to your house and do my dishes there. <laughs> I pay I pay like $70 to Handy, so once a month someone comes and clean, and my sink right now is full. Yeah. Waiting for that person. Did to you come pour tomorrow. your vitamin C in there? I did. Oh, yeah, that's a waste. You should just give it to me. Why? You're already sick. Fuck your immune You don't think this is going to help me battle back? Yeah, it could. Speaking of battling back, Josh, how much does Sims have to battle back? Because <laughs> oh, I know he's behind. All right, guys. So here's what's happening in uh, in the betting pool right now. So Damn. week 14, Sims, you went 7-9 and nine against the spread. Lefko, you went 8-8 eight and eight against the spread. Right down the middle. Sims, you lost 660 bleacher bucks last week, bringing you... Better than I thought. Bringing really? you to a total of negative 900 on the season. Damn, I'm in deep shit. Lefko, you made $0. Oh! Which means you also lost zero? $0. Wow. So on the season, you are at 260 bleacher bucks. Okay. So that's where we're at. So how much does that mean I'm ahead? Uh, $1,160. Oof. But That'd as we've tough. seen, that could flip immediately. Yeah. But I like a little cushion heading into week 15. I've been in trouble lately. Last week, Sims, you went 2-3 and three and guaranteed to lose. So your record on the season is 51-19. and 2-3? and 2-3. Bucks and Bengals both lost. Wow. Jets, Dolphins, and Raiders all won. Okay. And then Lefko? I went 1-3. 1-3 and three. One and three in the locks. You are at 24-29-2 and two on Can't the season. I can't believe I locked the Ooh, Patriots man. after I talked about how bad Tom Brady plays there. What an idiot. Any questions about where we're at? Tom Brady played awesome, though. 
Oh, he was amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, no, I just, I, I'm actually, like I said, I think I did better picking the games with the spread than I did picking them outright. I don't think my record was seven and nine if yeah, I just week picked the scores. Was wild. That was wild. It really was. Yeah. Well, you, your big thing was you lost New England and you lost Pittsburgh, and yeah. that was seven hundred and twenty dollars right there. Yes, it was. Dang. All right, Josh. This tangerine emergency is great. I can't win a big one. I don't feel like it's even mixed right. I gotta like mix it again. Yeah, do it up. That's why you got your spoon. All right, guys. First game of the week here, Thursday night football. We talked about it with Big Phil yesterday. Spread in this game is Kansas City minus three and a half. Weather in KC tonight. Cloudy, low of 32. Chris, take it away. Can Derek Johnson cover Hunter Henry? I don't think he can. He's a little old. Oh, wait, he played for the Raiders this year, and he's not in the NFL anymore. Okay. Do you believe? (laughs) I I can't think of a Chargers offensive tackle. You you do, I believe. Like an old one. Oh, like an old one, actually. Do you think Lorenzo Neal is going to be able to chip Derek Thomas enough to give enough time? (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, Chris, break it down for us. Okay, 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 okay. All right. um, All right, well, the Chiefs offense versus the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense, we've talked about this a lot lately. You know it concerns me that they're very small. It really does. It's a, I mean, when you look at the interior part of their defense, linebacker Jatavis Brown, Damian Square, other D tackles, they're just not great size there. They can be overpowered in the run game. Now, the Chiefs don't run the ball, so I don't know if they're going to take advantage of that, but they do have an advantage there. I mean, if there's ever a night for Andy Reid, not to say he has to run 30 times, but if he just runs it more than 15. And you have faith in Damian Williams. I do. I like Damian Williams. At you running always back. have, really. Yeah, I really have. Ever You're since right. his time in Miami. You're right. I have. Um, and I, I think he has potential. Yes, I think he can make some hard yards. And I think if he has a seam, he's the, has the type of speed where he can he can rip off some chunk plays. I think the end of the day, we're just this matchup all together. I don't expect the Chiefs to be able to slow down the Chargers a whole lot either. Okay? But I will say that playing in in Kansas City, again, an L.A. team going to the cold. It's just not as easy to be the high-flying, we're going to throw for 400 yards type of team in those type of elements on a grass field. The fans are really ra- loud. D. Ford and Justin Houston can get a jump on the count a little bit. They have the advantage there. So I guess what I'm saying is more or less the simplicity of the Chargers defense, their lack of size – I think it's going to have a hard time matching up with the Chiefs. I do think it'll take a Bosa or a Melvin Ingram, you know, more than one incredible play for them to have a chance to win the football game. The Chiefs protect the passer pretty well, though, and the Chargers don't do a lot on defense. You've heard me say that, and I just think it's too much for their defense to overcome with a guy like Patrick Mahomes who makes you defend more square inches of the field than any other quarterback in the sport right now with that offense and Tyree Kill and all of that. And Tyree Kill, it sounds like he's good to go. I know he's still on the questionable tag. Either way, um, yeah, I, I, I expect this to be a fun scoring game, but the Chiefs to pull away at the end, okay? I am going $200 wow. on the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm picking them to win... Die. Die, Mr. Lightning Bolt. Uh, I go 34-24 Chiefs. Um, $200. So to add on to that, the Chargers this morning, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, promoted a practice squad running back to the main roster, which makes me think that Melvin Gordon really is in bad shape. Mm -hmm. The really incredible thing... His questionable sounds different than Tyreek's. It does. Yeah. The Chiefs... 
in their past 20 games against the AFC West, their own division, are 19-1. and That's unbelievable. Andy Reid's dominance over this division. They've beaten the Chargers nine in a row. Yeah, that's amazing. Andy Reid did this in the NFC East, too. Yeah, yeah. He's incredible. He is. I'm going $100 on the Chiefs, minus three and a half. I had it at 36 to 30. Right. I just... I, I honestly think this is how I imagine the game is going to start. Yeah. Eric Bennery gets announced. Arrowhead is Crazy. absolutely bumping. Right. Bumping. Right. Chiefs get out to a lead. Chargers come back. Chiefs, Chargers, Chiefs, no Chargers. Chiefs, no Chargers, Chiefs. Right. That's kind of how, that's I, kinda how I see yeah, it. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's right. I think the Chiefs jump out to an early lead. The Chargers go, uh-oh, right. here they come. Right. It's. I think we're going to talk about these offenses. Is the Chris Joneses and the D Fords making the plays, right. or is the Derwin Jameses and the Boses making yeah, the plays? Yeah, right. That's 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 really I think where it comes down to. I'm with you. All right, guys. Moving on, first Saturday football game of the year: the oh, Houston wow, Texans visiting the New York Jets. Chris, just so you know, high of 55 in the New York area on Saturday. Huh. Perfect weather for Christmas here in New York. Spread in this game for my is Houston minus six. Yeah, Houston minus six. Okay, the first thing I worry about, I mean, the, I, I have a hard time thinking that the Jets can do a whole lot against this Texans offense. I mean, the Jets O-line's, you know, middle of the road. That's all it is. They can run the ball decent. They're okay at pass protecting. Uh you know, their offensive scheme is not groundbreaking, so I don't think they can do enough to expose some of the crazy coverages the Texans can at certain can run at certain times. Um, yeah, I think this is a tough matchup for the Jets offense because I do think of the Jets offense as a hair predictable one. And we just got the alert that Isaiah Crowell and Quincy Anuma are out. All right, so they're in deep crap, and I should have bet more money on this. Um, but either way, yeah, I would, I would have a hard time thinking that the – the Texans' defense doesn't have its way with the Jets. Also, though, I'll throw this on the other side. I don't think the Texans are going to have their way with the Jets' D either. I don't think so either. No. I mean, this again, you've heard me complain about this. The Texans' offense, when they can't run the ball, they lack a little creativity in the pass game. Just, there's no other way to say it. They kind of just rely on Watson's talents. We're going to block it up, take some shots aggressively down the field. You're going to say something? I was going to say, yeah. Hopkins going up and getting the exactly, ball. Exactly, right. That's kind of the team they are. And and last week they lost a few. Really, one of the, you could, Deshaun Watson missed a few big throws down the field, one to Demarius. I mean, it, it's that close for them. So I'm betting $10 on the Texans, okay? <laughs> Just 10. 24, 24 to 13. All right, so I'm going to tease ahead. Texans. Let's see how much money but, Sims puts on the Rams. But it 24 to 13. But uh, th- I just... I feel confident that the Texans win the game. I do get scared because I think Todd Bowles is a pretty good damn defensive coach that he will hunker down on some of the tells that the Texans offense has, and offense can be tough sledding at times. This is the first time all season that I have entered (coughs) a bet. Carrier monkey zone. And then flipped it. Oh. Here's why. This is the first road game for the Houston Texans in about a month. Mm Mm-hmm. And I am subscribing to this in both of the times that this is happening today. Right. Remember, Indianapolis, a few weeks ago, played three straight home games. Everybody said they were amazing. Go to Jacksonville. And how many points did they score? Zero. Do not forget 
that athletes are human. Do not forget that when you get used to being in your bed for a straight month's month and everything is normal and the routine is the same and then out of nowhere you're playing on a Saturday in a different time zone, it could be an issue. Right. Also, when was the last road win for the Houston Texans, Sims? Oh, that's right, Houston, Washington. Mm. Remember how much money you bet on, on Houston that game? I do. You do. Because they almost lost to Washington with Colt McCoy having to come in halfway through the game. Yeah. They almost blow him out, too, though. But that's Of the, Texans. the Houston's four road wins, yeah. Three of them have been by three points or less. They beat Washington by two. They beat Denver by two. Remember, Denver could have won that game too. Jacksonville, they won by 13. Indy, they won by three. Their games are typically close. I originally had this as Texans win 24 to 17. And then I looked at it and I said, I just think six points are too much on the road on a Saturday. I'm putting $100 on the Jets plus six. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I fear that Sam Darnold is going to be running for his life. Remember, the Houston defense did play well against Washington, but it was interceptions. It was other stuff. I think the Jets keep it somewhat close. I got $100 on Okay. All right, guys, moving on. Second game on the Saturday slate, the Cleveland Browns visiting the Denver Broncos. Spreading this game. Oh, how Denver... did you feel after that analysis? No, I don't. I, I, I totally feel. I mean, there's a reason I'm betting $10, yes. too. Like, I could totally see the game being 24-20. But you believe or... that Houston's going to have the edge the whole time? I, th- I do. I think okay. they'll physically be winning the game, but we might look up at the score and go, damn, it's only 17-13. Elijah McGuire popped off a 70-yard right, touchdown Right, somehow. something like that. Exactly right. Cleveland Browns visiting the Denver Broncos on Saturday. Spreading this game is Denver minus three. Weather in Denver on Saturday, high of 56 and cloudy, Chris. Ooh, it's tropical for the Browns. They'll have no problem with that. Um, Interesting matchup. I do think that the Browns' offense is going to be a pain in the butt for the Denver Broncos. You know, again, the Denver Broncos showed issues with play-action passes and bootlegs last week against the San Francisco 49ers. It's kind of been their issue. When they find an offensive coordinator who can kind of tie those things together... Uh, it's it's been a problem for them. I like where your head's at, right? Sims. And I think it will be a problem with Baker Mayfield and this lock offense. This shit up. I mean, they run the ball really well. Uh, they love to throw play action passes. Baker Mayfield has been throwing the ball phenomenal, and I know he threw three interceptions a few weeks ago against the Texans, but, man, he made some unbelievable plays throughout the day. Now let's talk about that basic-ass Denver offense without these weapons, Sims. I know. that's We're on the same boat That's the big concern there, certainly. It really is. I mean, the Denver offense, I don't know what to really expect from it. It's Phillip Lindsay versus Baker Mayfield. Yes. That's what what this game feels like. I mean, it does feel like that. And, you know, again – I don't have great feel for who wins this football game. I'm putting $10 on the Browns, but only 10. I'm picking the Broncos to win though, okay. 23 to 20. So I picked a push, but, ah. but if it, I, it, I, since within that push, I have more faith that the Browns would keep it close than the Broncos win by more than that. Cortland Sutton is banged up too. Yes, I know. Which makes me be like, I don't know what receivers Case Keenum's sure. showing to. Right. Since the beginning of 1991, yeah. the Broncos are 11-0 and against the Browns. I do not care. I believe that 
our man Baker Mayfield is going to put up about 350 against this defense. I think Philip Lindsay could run for about 150. Right. I really do because the Browns' running defense ain't that good. I have the Browns winning this game 22 to 20. Yeah, but I'm only putting 50 dollars on them, just because they're the Browns. But now that I've heard you say this, and I'm feeling confident, I'm putting them in the semi-lock category. Yeah, just because the semi-lock. It's semi-lock is when I feel confident about an outcome, but I'm betting on a team that's somewhat unreliable. But as we're talking about it, are the Browns really that unreliable since they've made this change? I think they've been actually really consistent the last few weeks. Well, yeah. The team that's been inconsistent has been the the Broncos. Definitely. The only thing I would throw into that theory is the the thing that would scare me just as far as the betting purposes it is Baker Mayfield on the road in Denver, which yes. is very tough. I would say it's top five road environment as far as loud stadiums. It's a with Saturday night. Pass rushers, right? So those are the things that I just thought of. Like Baker May yeah, they've played better football, but Baker Mayfield threw three interceptions the first half of the Texans game and it fell away from them. So that was my question that I had yeah, for you. Yeah. Texans defense compared to the Broncos defense right. feels like a different level. It is a different well, the Texans are just more creative. The Denver is a little bit more basic, okay, and, and their approach as a whole. Um they're just they they're gonna just I rely on guys on the edge, and they're gonna play some man to man and some. Gives me a little bit of faith in Freddie Kitchens, though. I hear you. I hear. I mean, I do think they're gonna find ways to gash them at times too. I just wouldn't be surprised if the Denver Broncos find a few ways to gash them as well. I think it's a very close football game. All right, guys, moving on to Sunday. First game on the one o'clock slate: the Green Bay Packers visiting the Chicago Bears. Spread in this game is Bears minus six. I want to ask you one question yeah. before you go into this. Yeah. You want the oh, weather? Yeah, yeah, weather, weather, weather. Partly cloudy, high of 44 on Sunday in Chicago. This is such a one-sided look. Yeah. But you just sat there and you looked at Aaron Rodgers and you went, God, it scares me a little bit. Of course it does. Right? Yeah. Like, dude, everything about this game makes you go Chicago. Yeah. But then you sit there and you go, how many points is Aaron Rodgers worth? Yeah. It's it's just it's so funny to me. It It, it is. It's hilarious. And... More I this year though I put less stock in that than other years okay. because of the one thing I always have been going back to. He can't carry the team because the pass protection is not the same as years past. Where at least in those years when there was nothing there, he could dance around and shit, nobody's open, but I'll dance for four more seconds and somebody will come open eventually and then shoo first down. He doesn't have that luxury this year. They're twenty second in the NFL in sacks per pass attempt. Okay, I, I can't even imagine. Let me. I'll, I'll check and four this more is, years. Right. And I'll have it when you're done. And this is one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the sport. So that just tells you a lot right there. There's been too many times this year where Aaron Rodgers can't even get to the top of his drop, drop, and then he's tucking and going, "Okay, I'm going to get hit. I got to, you know, just kind of go down here and wave the white flag." Um, so, I guess what I look at is this. I think this Bears defense is special. You know that. Um, I think la- game like last week's only going to feed the beast. And now they feel like, oh, wait, wait, we're, we're beyond special. We're the monsters of the midway now. They have a chance to still stay involved in the one-two seed conversation a little bit. If the Saints fall apart this weekend in the Carolina game, whatever it may be. But either way, I don't expect I expect Trubisky and that offense to move the ball on the Bears. There's too many weapons on the Bears offense. And the biggest thing, again, going back to Green Bay, is I don't think they have enough big people, again, to stop the run of what the Bears do. And 
I'm going to pick the bear. I'm putting $10 on the bears. Only 10 Because of Aaron. Because of Aaron. I think the bears will win 27 to 17. But, yeah, it's just hard for me to go a lot here because one bad Trubisky interception and two unreal Rodgers plays, which I don't think How does the Green Bay defense match up with the Chicago offense? Yeah, they they can play. They can. I mean, Green Bay can play some man-to-man. That's my question for you. They can do that, and Pedden's pretty good at breaking down people, what they like to do in certain formations. But I think this is a few too many weapons across the board, and I think the Bears just do a little too much on the offensive side to kind of pigeonhole them and go, oh, when they're in this formation, they do that. They're pretty well balanced, and they have enough wrinkles and things out of all formations where I think it can make it tough on the Packers. The Packers' dominance over the Bears is thorough. Yeah. They've beaten them five times in a row. They've beaten them nine out of the last ten. Oof. They've beaten them 15 of the last 17. Aaron Rodgers, the last eight times he's faced the Bears, I looked this up, Yeah, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is 24 to 1. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's Vic Fangio. They've had pretty good defenses over mm-hmm. the years. The last eight times, 24 to 1. Rodgers has won the last six in Chicago. Hasn't played there in two years. Missed that matchup last year. Right. The Packers are 0 and 6 on the road this season. So as we get excited about them blowing out the Falcons, they've done well in Green Bay because they have not won a game on the road this season. Yep. The main message that I wrote down for this is kill the king. Kill the king. Every show I watch, whether it's Game of Thrones or anything that involves that, and there's a tyrant that has been wreaking havoc on a group of people for a long time, when he is weak is when you take the stab. And that's what this feels like. Yeah, it does. Chicago had Aaron Rodgers' season over. Mm -hmm. They're up 21-0, 21-3 in the first game of the year. They knock Aaron Rodgers out. Their new trade, Khalil Mack, rips the ball out. It's a changing of the guard. And he comes back. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he cometh back. He descended from the skies, and we all looked at each other and went, this season is amazing. Chicago is looking for vengeance. Chicago is looking to say, not only are you definitely not making the playoffs, but you no longer have control over us. I have the Bears winning 28-10. to 10. I, I could see that. But I'm only putting $100 on it's it. It's hard. Because that's my standard bet. And I just don't feel that confident because Aaron Rodgers finds Devontae Adams and Mitchell Trubisky throws like some interception to Jair Alexander. And I'm sitting there going, man, they got to cover six. I really see the game closer to your. I made it 27 17 just because of the Rodgers factor. Like, hey, listen, the Bills. So you probably had it like 27 20. I did. Those are the thoughts that went through my head. 31 13. I wrote down Aaron is entering a wood chipper. I mean, this is going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. If teams like Arizona and Buffalo, who have given Green Bay all they can handle on offense, you know, Arizona, they lost. Buffalo, they won that game. But if anybody went back and watched that game, the offense couldn't do crap all day long. It was just a few magical that was, that plays. Was, Green Bay wins 22 to nothing, and Aaron comes after the game and says the offense yeah, isn't clicking. Yeah, because he had to work so hard to make anything happen. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to be all over their and it's crap. it's in Chicago. If they want to go man, they could put Fuller on Devontae Adams at those times. Yeah, I just— it, I might lock it, it up. But the Rodgers thing is scary. 
All right, guys, moving on. Next game here at 1 o'clock, the Detroit Lions visiting the Buffalo Bills. Spread in this game is Buffalo minus 2.5. Weather in Buffalo on Sunday, high of 38, light rain and ice in the forecast. Oh, gosh. Tough game to pick. They're both similar. Ice. Well, that just made me feel more confident about my pick. So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about ice, then you, you pick Buffalo. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, so did I. Okay. Oh, Matt Patricia. $10 okay. on Buffalo. I, and I okay? did $50 on Buffalo minus two and a half. Let's get that out of the $10 way. $10 on Buffalo, okay? I think mm. the Bills will win 20-17. to 17. I had them winning 20-16, to 16, you fuck. So I do. I think that um, I break it down like this. Both teams want to run the ball. Both defensive coordinators, McDermott and Patricia, will be all over the pass schemes for both of these football teams. So which guy can run? Which guy can run and make maybe a few other plays that the other guy can't. And I'm going to go with the young stud right now and Josh Allen. Don't throw picks, Josh. And, you know, they got guys who are, you know, I don't know how to say this. Guys like Young guys like Robert Thomas and Isaiah McKenzie, they don't give a shit that they're not playing for anything. They're just like, man, we're Playing in the they're NFL. playing hard. Exactly. And also, if you so, look at the Buffalo game, it was the Jets' kick returns that really set them up. Buffalo yeah, still bad that turnover again. by Allen. <laughs> Since 2011, against the spread in December, the Lions are 1-8 and eight hmm. when they're playing outdoors. So you did $10 in the Bills. No, I had $50 oh, in the $50 Bills. In the it's bills. only because yeah. I could see Buffalo do what they did against the Jets, which is Josh throws some dumb pick to Darius right, Slay, right. and that's enough to make it easier for Matt Stafford just to check it down the sure, whole time. Sure, I just think there's been so much focus on Patricia. Let's practice outside. Let's practice it's outside. It's a good thing, just so in my mind. It's right. a good thing. It's, it's a, still Stafford outside. Stafford outside is not the I same get, guy. No, no, I, I totally hear you there. I'm just saying for the long projection of the Detroit Lions. Yes. Oh, no, they should be doing They're that. doing the right thing. Yeah. Matt Patricia knows what he's doing. You, you practice out in the elements. It's going to make your team tougher, especially in December for these type of situations. And When you got to go to New England, when you got to go to Pittsburgh, right, when you right. got to go to Kansas City. You go outside, you deal with Actually, those, those things. Actually, those are all AFC but, teams. Well, then you go inside, When you got to go to Chicago. And you sure, get, yeah. Green Bay or anything like that. But then you go inside, and that's like a gift. Like, oh, damn, the ball's flying out of my hand here. We've been practicing outside all week. It's been 30 degrees and slick as hell. Now we're inside. Look yeah. at this. Sue, sue. So there's, what's the point of practicing inside? I mean, okay, if you want to do it once in a while, but there makes no point. There's no point in practicing inside all the time when you play in the NFC North, and really the majority of your games are still going to be outside. Moving on, next game at one o'clock: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Spread in this game is Baltimore minus eight, and weather in Maryland on Sunday, rainy with a high of 48, Chris. I just want you to know that you're doing a smart betting strategy this week. Thanks. We are both doing the correct strategies. I am evenly displaced. You are going for high variance plays. It's the correct move. You need to catch up. Yeah. Okay. Just Thank say. You. Thank a good you. strategy. Thank you, betting guy. Yeah, that's kind of right. what I do. It is what you do. And I, like, I, I'm trying to mitigate losses, right. and you're trying to go, i got to push all my chips to the table. I, I, Very excited to see the number for the yeah, You'll see. I don't even know why I don't always do this. I, I, because I, mean, no, I used to be good at picking a game to bet, and ever since I've got into this the whole thing, I've gotten worse. I used to be the guy my friends would call and be like, what's the game you pick on Sunday? And they'd be like, man, Sims, you're amazing. And now I don't even want to res- respond to those texts because I doubt myself, okay? Fuck wow. you too. I'm fucking right, in his head. The day after Sims gives a speech to our listeners that they need to have more mental I fortitude. I gave you a speech today. Oh, You're breaking funny. down. I gave you the speech I today. I just, it's, I know. you know, I don't have enough time in the day to give this everything I want to give it, but 
Baltimore. Somebody's fighting through, and it might as well be me. Baltimore. Bucks in Baltimore. Tough place to play, okay? Um, the Bucks don't have a running game, really, to speak of. That's not good. Not against the Baltimore Ravens, okay? Ravens are hands down one of the more complicated defense in all of football, especially when they're at home, have the crowd noise. They can match up and play man-to-man. I think it will be tough sledding for the Bucks offense all day long. Now, I don't think that the Bucks defense has been better. They don't do dumb crap on the defensive side of the ball. We talked a little bit yesterday about their defensive line, and they have some size, and there's some quality there. But I think at the end of the day, I do think that the Ravens, of course, are on a mission. They're the better football team, and I think they will eventually pound the Bucks into sub, uh, into submission. Like what happened with the Saints? Game? A little bit. Like the game, they'll hang in there and it'll be good. But what happened to the Bucks defense in the Saints game is they finally just got put in too many bad situations. They got worn down. Oh, now it's Mark Ingram bust a run for ten yards, Kamara for five yards, and all of a sudden you go, "Damn, what's going on here?" Yeah. So I am putting ten dollars on the Baltimore Ravens. And I think they were going to win the game. Send the Raven. 24-14, Ravens victory. So, so Bucks' first road game in about a month. Mm. They played three straight home games. And guess what the Bucks' record is on the road, Sims? Gosh. One in five. Yeah. Their only win? Saints. Week one. Jeez. I added it up. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home allow 20.6 points per game. Really not bad. That's like top 10 in the NFL. On the road, guess what they average letting up on the road? The 35. 39. Holy crap. They're averaging almost 40 points a game allowed on the road. That's unreal. So I look at Baltimore. <laughs> it's, it's I'm so fucked. This is the this, worst. He like fakes it too because he it's thinks it's It's not about a fake. I'm like holding yeah, you, it in my I neck. Know, I know. It's going to cause my eyes to pop out of my face. Be awesome content if that happens. The thing that scares me about this game is Baltimore's favored by eight. And Baltimore is still a team that with big point spreads is scary. I was scared during the Raiders game, and that was in Baltimore too. And it required a punt return to make it happen. And and a fumble return to make it happen. I will say, though, that the problem that I have with Baltimore and big point spreads Mm -hmm. is they are an 11-play drive team. Right. They, they have not, no problem. They don't. They're fine when the game's seventeen thirty. Like they the Seahawks. love when it's they don't 17. care. No, right. But from a betting perspective, yes, eight is scary. Yeah, I have them winning thirty-four to sixteen, but, but yeah. I'm only putting a hundred dollars oh, on it. Yeah, because Baltimore is just one of those situations where. It's going to be close, and you're you're relying on the touchdown to make it double digits. Yeah, you're relying on the defensive touchdown or the. And big I thought run about what break. you said about Vita Vea, Gerald McCoy, JPP, right. Vinnie Curry. Yeah, <laughs> they have more big people than yeah. the Chiefs do. Yeah, so I want to lock it. Yeah, but I just don't think it's worth it. I think that Baltimore, like if I'm betting money line, you bet your ass. I think yeah. Baltimore is winning this game, but Jameis is also one of those guys. That he might cause the Ravens to win by 30. 
He could also throw some miracle throw up there to Mike Evans, and who the hell knows? I know. We saw Jameis go on a run at the end of last year, beat the Saints late in the year, did these type of things. You're right. This has scared me. I go, yeah, it's 24-14, but Jameis makes some unreal throw to Mike Evans in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, it's 24-21, and you go, oh The strength of the Bucks' defense is good for facing, facing the Ravens. The weakness is also okay, because the weakness of the Bucks' defense is the secondary, Yeah, and the Ravens don't really take yeah, them any chances. Yeah, they're not going to kill you there, right. right. <laughs> but I'm still very confident in the Ravens winning the game. Yep. We'll see. All right, guys. Next game at 1 o'clock, the Arizona Cardinals on the road visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Spread in this game is Falcons minus 8.5, Chris. Okay. I'm betting $10 on the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I, I have a hard time thinking that the Atlanta Falcons are going to blow out the Arizona Cardinals. Hi, little Cardinal. Hello, little Cardinal. You're so pretty. Watch out for those Paragon Falcons that this dork here to my left used to talk about. Uh, oh, no, it was the dork to my right. It no, was, it was the dork to your left. Oh, no, it was the, the Peregrine Falcon. Oh, they will die from the sky and Inverted kill. talons. Inverted talons, and they'll kill you, little Cardinal. Watch out. It's true. I know. Um, it's cool, actually. Yeah. It I is. wrote... My first note for this game yeah. was, eh, who cares? This makes me sad. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an appropriate note. I think the thing this is what I will jump out on, that I don't see Atlanta's offense going up and down the field in the Arizona Cardinals. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. This was the line that I went, this makes no sense to me. I agree. How is Atlanta if favored by eight and a half over anybody? And had like stupid money, I might throw money on this one. If I was just like, eh. Okay, I've been wanting trust. to lock this game all day, and you're making me want to lock it now. I These are the type of offenses that I do think Steve Wilkes will be all over. Atlanta's last five games, right? they've scored 20 or less in all five exactly games. Exactly right. So you got to win by eight. <laughs> you got to win like 20 to 10. Right. And Arizona's Which played again. teams like the Chiefs and played teams like Green Bay, yeah. where I talk about how... It's they know the schemes a little bit how they do it. Now the Chiefs have great talent and also what's the weakness of Atlanta's defense? Running backs catching the ball. No doubt. What is Arizona's entire offense? Right. David Johnson right. catching the ball. Right. Arizona's a scheme team. They're a like scheme. if Arizona scores fourteen points, I don't know if Atlanta's getting twenty four. I agree. I picked the game and I'm picking I mean ten dollars on the Cardinals yeah, and I'm picking pick? the Falcons to win twenty to sixteen. I picked Atlanta to win nineteen to sixteen. So there you go. This is crazy. It is crazy. I'm officially locking Arizona plus eight and a half. I, I, I think it's a pretty damn good bet. I just I think that Arizona, like even the Detroit game, they were losing that game ten to three. I know, but at the same point, that's the scary thing about betting on Arizona. Yeah, but Detroit's defense is more made uh, to stop in Arizona than Atlanta. Why? Because Patricia can get, get is a game planner himself. Where Atlanta's a system player. This is this is what we do. This is what we do. We're not changing. This is what we line All up right. in. We're Seattle scheme. So that's I'm that's fucking where... locking Arizona. All right, hello, right. little, little birdie. Hey, little birdie. A tweet, 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 a tweet, 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 tweet. You guys all good on that game? I love that I lock a game that I put $50 on. Like, we're so dumb. Like, we were so confident in that game because we just don't want to bet on the bad teams. I'm I'm still, like, like I've had, like, three moments this week where I've literally been, like, on the train and be like, you're such an idiot. Like, why didn't you bet all your money on the Ravens last weekend? Like, I, I mean, I sat here and was like, there's no way they out, like, just blow out the Ravens. And I just totally wussied out. It really bothers me. It really does. I can't even believe it. 
All right, guys. Next game at one o'clock: the I Oakland Raiders. Like Gosh, Oakland Raiders on the road visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Spread in this game is Cincinnati minus three. Weather on Sunday. Go ahead, left. No, no, say it. Okay, weather on Sunday in Cincinnati. A.M. clouds, P.M. sun, high of 48. I wrote down my first word for this game, gross. Yeah. All capital letters. Gross is right. Like, I am very happy that this game is being played because it's one less game that I have to care about. Yeah, you're right. I don't really care about it. I'm not going to pay attention. I'll get right to it. I'm putting $10 on the Raiders, okay? I I think the Raiders are going to win this game. I really do. Just win, baby. Come on, Johnny Grodin. I do. Um, I'm putting $50 on Cincinnati. I'm just going with this Paul Gunther. He's from Cincinnati. I think he'd have a great feel for the offense. They don't sure. have to worry about A.J. Green. How are the Raiders' I, run defense? I do worry about that, certainly. Because it's going to be all Joe Mixon. Yeah, I would think so, yes. And Driscoll's been solid. I mean, it's solid. It's, he really has. He makes a third down throw to Boyd. Right. He can move a little in the pocket, do those things. How is Cincinnati going to do stopping uh, Jared Cook? Yeah, I, I think they could have issues there. I, I think, think they so could too. have issues altogether. Um, you know, John Gruden will not abandon the run either. He's going to run the football. What was the temperature again? Uh, stand by. Because I feel like Derek Carr in the cold is historically really bad. That could be bad. You're right. I, there's certainly things remember like that. that? There, remember the well, Chiefs, the Chiefs game? game was horrible. Right. Uh, I feel like it's going to be like mid-50s, though. I thought I, like I saw. that's what he said. I thought I saw that during uh, the week. High of 48. 48. All right. A little cooler than you'd like. But I don't know. I guess I just look at... The Raiders, I still think they're playing tough football. I don't think they've given up. I think Derek Carr's a quarterback who's not sure if he's going to be the quarterback of the team still next year because his head coach is John Gruden, and you never know if you're going to be the quarterback of a team for John Gruden unless you've won the Super Bowl. I also pick Cincinnati because the Raiders are coming off such a high. Of I hear you. I'm, I'm actually going to go a little of the opposite there. You think it's a motivation. I think it's a, like it finally gives them something to go, hey, look. We're not all idiots. We're not all idiots, and we're doing good things. So Let's move on. I, I guess so that's where I'll say, yeah. I have no idea. Anybody who bets money on this game, you have to evaluate yourself mentally, okay? Unless you're Michael Kendricks and you have inside info. <laughs> that would be true. Okay, anything else on that game? Nah. All right, moving on. Next game, the Tennessee Titans visiting the New York Giants. Spreading this game, Giants minus 2.5. Weather on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. High of 41 and rain, Chris. Mm. It's a tough game here. It is. I don't know. I don't. It's another game where I don't... You know, I throw it up there with a, you know, just a game where I have no feel for altogether. Um, I guess what scares me is the Giants' big playability. Saquon Barkley, everything he does, uh, it is special. I mean, we think Odell's playing, right? We're pretty sure he's back. No, I think he didn't not. practice. No, today. there's a chance he's, he might miss the rest not. of the year. Yeah, is they going to hold him I out? I saw some alerts today. Okay. So that, that's, that's, you know, that's a good thing, of course. Why? Um, Why is that for the Titans? Well, I mean, for the Titans. Oh, okay. And I'm betting $10 on the Titans, so we we'll okay. just get that out of the way. I am a Titan. You may be a giant, but I am a Titan. I am all around you, you giant. You are a big person giant, but I am a Titan. I am a god of thunder. Stealing that from you, sorry. That was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> That's a fun there was one. No way Lefko would have been able to pull it no, off. No, I know you wouldn't have. And I, I like that one. That's a good one. What was your score prediction? I'm going 23 21 Titans victory. This is incredible. You're going that too? I have predicted a 23 to 21 game as well. But, and I'll tell you who after I give you some information. Well, you're obviously going the Giants because if you said I think the, the Titans, Giants are winning 23 to 21. I, it's scary. Well, I just go like this the Titans with extra time, uh, the guys they have on the outside to cover. 
okay, the Giants have got the run game going, but I'm not going to sit here and go, the Giants have impressed me offensively lately. I mean, come on, the Redskins are a dumpster fire. We know that. The Bears game, it was some trick plays and some horrible play by the Bears on the offensive side of the ball. And, of course, Saquon on a few runs that... I don't think he can pull off against this defense on this week with them having extra time. I hope not, because I'm facing him in fantasy. Well, and the Titans having the extra time on the offensive side of the ball. Hey, the Giants' defense, you know, it's just nothing special. They're good I'm, at pick sixes. I'm just going with the Titans because of a little extra time and the fact that they're a little more deep in the playoff race, and I'm picking them to win a field goal type game. The main reason I'm picking the Giants yep. is because of where the game is. Right. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, man. I'm so sorry to you guys. Yeah, you're disgusting. Since the bye week, the Giants have played five games. Three on the road, two at home. They're averaging 31 points per game. Yeah. The reason that's incredible, how many times did we talk about the Giants' inability to score 30 points in a game? Yeah. It was like a 20-game span. Right. And now over a span of five games, they're averaging 31 points per game. Yep. Something's clicking a little bit, and they've learned to get it to their guys in space, namely Saquon. Yeah. But the real reason is the Titans on the road. There is no team that I find to be more manic than the Tennessee Titans. They're all over the place. On the road this season, they're 2-5, and five, and they're only averaging 19 points per game. They can't score on the road. Even that Dallas game where they're on the road, their offense was crap for like 90% of the game. Yeah. Also, what's really scary, their last two games in the road, they've allowed 36 points per game. They allowed... Oh, crap. Hold on. I thought I had it up. Three... Let me see if I can do this. The Tennessee Titans on the road, their last two games, they allowed 34 to the Texans and 38 to the Colts. I just think they're a team that loves playing at home and messes up on the road. I have the Giants winning this game 23-21. to That's why I'm putting $50 on the Titans to cover the spread. You thought that I wasn't capable of doing this this week. And I will tell you right now that no human should use this microphone because I've gotten so close to this with my sickness that it will spread malaria through all of the animals in this kingdom. Saquon Barkley, I hope you have two yards. It's a tough game to call. I mean, it really is. It's a 50-54. Because, you know, like even to your 30 points thing, right? Okay, they got a cheap 14 last week because of Sanchez. Right. Right, you know? They got a cheap 14 because of Chase Daniels. The Bears game was super fun. And the reverse touchdown pass by Odell Beckham Jr. Right. They got 38 because they played the Bucs. Exactly. It's just it's just weird. I have no feel for them. I'm going with the team of the And the 49ers the extra time. game, they got a pick six, too. Exactly right. So I get it. I know. But I mean, I'm not. It scared me. I mean, obviously, I didn't bet anything. I'm I'm with you. I, I mean, I think the Titans are a better team and they have more to play for, and you're getting two and a half. So obviously, that sounds good. But yeah. it's really hard to come down to Saquon. All right, guys, next game at 1 o'clock here. The Miami Dolphins on the road visiting the Vikings. Spread in this game is Minnesota minus 7, Chris. What's the status for Xavier Howard? Stand by. Oh. Just to hear that. Pull it up for Okay, you. either way, okay. Um, I, I still am a team, uh, somebody that, I mean, I believe in this Minnesota defense. It's still extremely good. Excuse yeah. me. That's Did not it. practice Thursday. Uh, still not ready to practice. Looks set to miss another game. Damn, that that stinks for them. Um, 
Either way, though, I have a hard time, I think, at the end of the day, in Minnesota, thinking that the Miami Dolphins are going to be able to move the ball on this Minnesota defense. It's still extremely talented at all three levels. I mean, they played great last week in Minnesota. I mean, they almost won the game single-handedly just by themselves. Now, the other side of the ball, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Vikings. I do think we'll see a little bit of a, you know, change in their approach of the football game, which I always think favors them a little bit. Because the team that's preparing for them no idea. goes, we don't know what this new offensive coordinator is going to do. They're going to have to look at Pat Shermer film from yeah, last year, thinking yeah. that he's going to bring that out. Right? The Dolphins are flying high after their victory. Nailed and it. without an Xavier Howard, these are the type of games where I worry that the D- Diggs, Thielen, Cousins combination comes up. So... This will be our last pick, and then you can go pee because you're you. humping the desk as we talk here. I'm going Vikings 23, Dolphins 14. I just don't see the Dolphins being able to muster up How enough much? offense for this $10 on the Minnesota Vikings. Prepare Dolphins. Get behind our Viking ship. Don't get in front of it or we will sail over you, Dolphins. And I don't like to kill little cute Dolphins. You're so perfect. The Miami Dolphins are a surprise 7-16 and 16 Think this of year. trickling water. Stop. Trickling. The trickle, Dolphins trickle, are a surprise 7-6 and six this year. <laughs> six of their seven wins are at home. They're 1-5 on the road. They're a different team on the road. Also... Think about the juxtaposition of energy. Miami had their win of the decade on the Kenyon Drake miracle. Right. Made me pee down my leg. It was so good. It was so good. (laughs) Minnesota, they found their offense trickling Trickling. to get any points. Think about Minnesota's defense at home the last few weeks. They held Green Bay's offense to 17, and they really dominated the entire game. They held the Lions' offense to 9. They played the Saints' And remember, they let up 30, but one was a pick six. Right. One was a fumble recovery that led to an easy score. That's right. They really did, like, no, played really is, well. Their D is really good. When they're at home, they're different. Minnesota is pissed. They're playing for the playoffs. The Dolphins are honestly, they got to be happy to be here. Uh, I The main analysis I wrote, Minnesota wins this one easily, 31-17, to 17, and I'm putting $200 on Minnesota. Whoa! Yeah. I think that this is one of those where people are going to go, man, this Minnesota offense is really clicking with Stefanski. I think Kirk Cousins comes out, has a few big throws to Thielen and Diggs, and I honestly think this is going to be the Dalvin Cook game. Mm. This is going to be the Dalvin Cook 150. Like, Let's show everybody how much we love to run the ball. Man, I didn't know I was going to have to do this. You're going to root for Miami? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes. All right, guys, next game at 1 o'clock here. Washington on the road visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Spread in this game is Jacksonville minus 7, and the weather in Florida on Sunday, a beautiful fall day, mostly sunny, high of 66. Wow, the battle of the most embarrassing losses of teams in uh, a week going on here. Okay, Both of them had a running back go like the length of the field on them. Saquon outran Washington. Derrick Henry ran through Jacksonville. Seriously. I mean, it was unbelievable. Even my little daughter watched Derrick Henry and was like, whoa, that was really amazing. Like, those men couldn't get him. Like, And I was like, I know, they should be embarrassed. Um, So... Uh, okay, I'm putting $10 on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. And... You can't do this today. You can do it. Because I don't want to hear... I don't want you spitting on try anything. It, try my... it. 
I'm a jaguar. <laughs> I can't do it. You can. I'm a jaguar. I just have a hard time that thinking Jacksonville's going to be pissed. They do have some pride after the way they played, okay? So I look at that and go, man, their defense is going to be pissed off. You got Josh Johnson starting. I can't have any faith in the Washington Redskins moving the ball on them. I don't sit here and go, oh, the Jaguars are going to move the ball much on Washington Redskins either. But I do think that... They can have maybe a few ugly field goal drives, and I think at some point their defense is going to set them up for a short field. So, yes, I went $10 on the Jaguars. I think they're going to win this game 16-6 to and one of the most irrelevant, boring games to watch of the year. Um, I'm just looking this up really quick. These are the amount of rushing yards that Washington's allowed the last few weeks. 227, 130, 146, 139, 103, 154. And let me add, one of those teams was Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. One of those teams was Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like, that's that's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Right. This Washington defense has fallen off of a cliff. Yep. I know we were hyping up Greg Minuski almost the entire year. I look at this and go, Washington was embarrassed, but I think that's just who they are. Yeah. Jacksonville was embarrassed, and I think it's because they were playing the Titans, mm-hmm. who just have their number. Right. I don't see the Josh Johnson working out. No. Like, this is a guy that doesn't know the offense. He came out and admitted that he had to learn his teammates by playing Madden, and he was able to score towards the end <laughs> by relying on his athleticism and running away. Right. They he has no idea what he's about to see in Jacksonville. I mean, this guy really hasn't played snaps in years. And Jacksonville's gonna come out there and go, We want our revenge. Plus, it's Jacksonville at home. And when you look at Jacksonville at home, they held the Colts to zero. The game before that at home was the Pittsburgh game. Right. They dominated that game the entire time. Right. And Josh Johnson ain't going Ben Roethlisberger on it. I I am putting a hundred and fifty dollars on Jacksonville minus seven. The only reason that I'm not going super big is because with Cody Kessler, they've scored nine points and six points. Right. So, but I think this could be a defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. I am very excited. I have Jacksonville's defense as my fantasy team defense, and I am hoping that they go all like to me. This is Jacksonville going. Let's play for next season and yeah. destroy this team. Mm-hmm. And I think everything on Washington is old to me. Right. Like it's old, it's injured, it's not working out. I feel like they've packed it in. Yes. And Jacksonville's like, let's play for our pride. Right. $150. And there's no reason that the Jacksonville Jaguars can't eat Josh Johnson's legs. So that's how you do it. So there's no reason that the Jacksonville Jaguars nice. will not eat somebody's legs. I don't know what the tell was for how you learned how to do it, but I'm very You impressed. gotta get really deep back in the throat there. I think we need Josh to try. Go ahead, try Josh. There is no reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars cannot cover the spread in this game. Nice. You, sound, you Jaguar, don't sound like a Jaguar. No, not, not good. All. You sound like a smoker. You okay. Like somebody that needs a nicotine man. <laughs> <laughs> so do you. Alright, next game on the schedule here. Are you okay? Am I ever okay? No. No. Okay. Uh, Next game on the Sunday schedule here. The Dallas Cowboys visiting the Indianapolis Colts. Spread in this game is Colts minus three. Chris? Yeah, fascinating game. One of the best games of the weekend. I'm really excited to see this. Fascinating game? I didn't want to bet on it. Yeah, it's It's really exciting. Um, I think I look at it like this. Of course... We start with the Colts offense versus this great Cowboys defense, which I would say is the second best defense in football, only behind the Chicago Bears. Okay, would you put the Ravens three? I would put the Ravens three. I would. Um, and okay, 
I, I mean, hey, this Colts offense is always scary because of their ability to pass protect. Uh, that that is something that with Andrew Luck and pass protection is a dangerous combination. Um, but how a, much does the Saints game though give you more confidence that Dallas can get pressure? No doubt, it was one of the things I looked at to go, okay, they've they've seen really awesome yeah. O lines and they weren't like shut out in that game by any stretch of the imagination. They dominated. Now the Colts are going to be ready for it, and they're at home, so that plays into their favor to a degree. Um, I I guess. I do think that they can make some plays in the passing game. The problem is is that the secondary, they're just too good in Dallas, and I don't think there's enough weapons across the board for the Colts in this game especially to scare me there to where I think they're going to score a ton of points. They're going to make a few big plays. T.Y. will get a matchup here or there that he likes, but uh, this Cowboys defense is really good. It's coached really good, and has a nice one or two wrinkles a game that help it win football games. Now, the other side of the ball, hey, I I, I don't know how the Dallas Cowboy offense is going to fare against this Cowboy, I mean, Colts defense either. It's pretty crazy to look at the rankings for the Colts defense. It definitely is. They're like top 15, top 10. I like, think they're 11th total, right, in total defense, if I remember that right. 11th total defense. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to admire about the Colts defense. Their defensive line is sneaky deep. It's sneaky good. Hold team tackles well. Right. They have two linebackers at the second level, just like the Cowboys. They're eighth in rushing, 15th in passing. There we go. They're incredible linebackers at the second level. They can, they're they like Dallas. Who are the other guys other than Darius Leonard? Just as far as Walker kid, number 50, who's a rookie out of Northwestern. Really? Yeah, he's phenomenal. Number 50. You watch him. I have not heard you mention his name. I have. I definitely have. It's maybe been a, a week or two, or I mean a few weeks. But Just because I I always mention Darius Leonard, and it's not just him, so I wanted to give some props to some other people. Yeah, no, he is, I would say, he is... Matthew Adams, Anthony Walker, they got him in the fifth round last year. Yeah, Darius he, Leonard was the second round pick right, this year. Right, Now, you go through the D-line, and you get into their mul- like their multipleness there, right? Okay, so Marcus Hunt, who's a beast. Danico Autry had the good game Danico last week. Danico Autry's always making plays. He's a good player. Like yes, exactly right. Uh, Jabal Sheard. How is the Rutgers guy, Kamiko Ture, o- doing? Okay, he didn't okay. get in there much yesterday uh he's been part of the rotation in fact i was going to ask because i watched the texans film yesterday and i didn't see him much and i wondered if there was an injury mm-hmm. but you know guys like al woods in the middle hassan bridgeway they start the uh, muhammad kid not the yes. taekwon lewis they have a true eight deep is what i'm saying the the number 90 stewart is a big effort yeah, with a huge stewart. ass in the middle right so if they want to play big they can get big if they want to play small and fast they can do that too their issue is their secondary it's not special how's malik cooker been i mean he's good he's not quite back to where he was before getting hurt right. or what i saw at ohio state but there are a few plays every game where i go ooh okay there's malik cooker that's yeah. you know that was a nice play or yeah. he grew he he chewed up a lot of ground there um, but the corners are nothing special, to say the least. Uh, and as much as I like that D-line, this is a different offensive line they're facing here this week. Right. This is not the Houston Texans, okay? And I do think Dallas has found their formula, and I think this is the perfect team to work that formula against. Uh. I have a hard time thinking the Colts are going to win this football game. Wow. I'm putting $10 on the Dallas Cowboys. I think it stays close, but I think the Cowboys win – 24 to 21. I do think they're going to be able to ground and pound a little bit, and I do think they'll be able to strike with Amari Cooper when he gets kind of man to man against these corners. The Cowboys 
Long overtime game. I will say, though, their defense didn't have to be on the field at all, so right. they didn't really get an extra time. Right. But first row game for the Cowboys in, in a, a while, month. right? Yeah. They've been cruising. Yeah. Killing everybody. And now they go on the road to a Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> and they get the Black Plague. Colts win this game 24-18, to 18, and I'm putting $50 on the Colts. Gotcha. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> like... All of the matchups make me want to pick the Cowboys. I think that the wide receiver matchup for the Colts favors the Cowboys. I think the wide receiver matchup for the Cowboys favors the Cowboys. I think the running offense of the Cowboys favors the Cowboys. I don't really see a running offense on the Colts. That favors the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Andrew Luck kind of doing it by himself and makes me think you're right. (laughs) I just know this about the Cowboys. They remind me a lot of the Steelers. They're an, emo- yeah. they're an emotional-based team. Definitely. And they, they go on highs analogy. and they go on lows. Mm-hmm. And for me, they've been the king of the castle for a month. First game on the road, I think they might get punched in the face. I think this defensive line might get stood up a few times. And I'm curious to see how they respond. But I think that the Colts are going to pull this one out. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I mean, I think it will be a really good it one. It really, I mean, you know, of course, the defensive coordinator for the Colts came from Dallas. Oh, you know, yeah. that's cool. Frank Reich, of course, has faced Dallas and Chris and Richard. Had a lot of success. So he knows how that works. Those are things that I've looked at and go, oh, I don't know. I just went with the team that, like you just said, that I thought was better. I wasn't sure. Andrew I guess Luck, I'm of taking course, the coaching me. matchups. Yeah, and you're taking Andrew Luck, I think, because you think Andrew Luck at home is a beast, and he is. All right, guys, first game at 4 o'clock here. The Seattle Seahawks on the road visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Spread in this game is Seahawks minus 4.5. Weather in Santa Clara on Sunday. Rainy with a high of 61. Um, Okay, so I do think the 49ers can move the ball on the Seattle defense. They did that the first time they played a few weeks ago. Uh, They really did. It was self-inflicted wounds from the 49ers that really ended up just ruining the game and made it look a lot worse than the actual score. Or the the score looked a lot worse than the actual game was. I think they, you know, again, the Seahawks are a different defense on the road. They're a different team on the road altogether. You know, and I don't think their defense is just going to dominate the 49ers. And I think these are the type of defenses that, you know, Kyle Shanahan has a great feel for. Uh, when he kind of knows what you're lining up in and he can expose rules, you know, that's that's where he makes his magic. And historically, he's had pretty good history against the Seattle scheme in general. Um, so I think running the ball, finding a few cheap bootleg and play action passes, that will all be there. The big thing with the 49ers is do, do they screw it up? Do they drop a punt? Do they fumble? Does Nick Mullins throw a dumb interception? When you really look at their losses and things like that or bad losses or anything, that's what's happened to them. Now the other side of the ball, you know, hey, I do think it'll be tough sledding for the Seahawks offense. I do. I don't, you know. This 49ers front, we've talked about it. It's respectable. They're big. They can overpower you at times. Um, and they're, I think this game will then go back to relying on Russell Wilson having to make plays. And the 49ers are just a hair too aggressive at times. And I think that he will have a chance to make a handful of plays and come through. I'm betting $10 on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. This is the worst song I've heard in my life. Good thing they didn't publish it. Don't publish it. Um, but I think the Seahawks won a 24-20 to game. 
Last three home games for San Francisco, they've averaged 26 points a game. Mm-hmm. Last three road games, they've averaged 13. Mm. San Francisco is better offensively at home. Seattle is a much worse team on the road. Yeah. The last time these guys played, to go into what you were saying, right? the Niners outgained the Seahawks by 120 yards. Seattle ran for 100 more yards than San Francisco. It was a big Chris Carson game. Yes, right. But San Francisco had the ball for five minutes more. I know. Nick Mullins threw for 414 yards, mm-hmm. and Seattle won the turnover battle three to nothing, including a pick six. Pick six? <laughs> that was 100 yards. The kid, the other running back, fumbled on like the nine-yard line going in. I think this is super close. I think Seattle wins 26 to 24, and I have San Francisco $100. Okay. I was tempted to pick San Francisco to win. I, I hear you. I was, but too. in the end, it comes down to Nick Mullins and Russell Wilson, and I think Russell Wilson is gonna is gonna find a way to find a mismatch in this game. I agree, but I think this will be very close. Or he scrambles because they don't have great speed on the edge of their. I'm things. secretly really hoping for San Francisco because the guy I'm playing in fantasy scooped up Seattle's defense, and I'm like, come on, Kyle, right? George Kittle the shit out of that. Well, defense. I guess there'll be a lot of people rooting against Seattle in this game. They're gonna be rooting for. I mean, the whole NFC is gonna be rooting against them. You know, it's funny. You think about Seattle. And Seattle just had a huge Monday night football game. They're sitting pretty at five. If they, like, slipped up in this game, and now the Chiefs come to town next week, all of a sudden oh, wow. you go, oh, crap, we're eight and seven. And, you know, you're going to be all of a sudden sitting in this land of, oh, gosh, we need to win, and maybe Patrick another team's going to lose. in Seattle yeah. is going to be wild. Yeah. That's what's crazy about the AFC West, and I know we're going to – but we didn't even talk about this point, is that the, the Chargers have the Ravens next week, and wow. the Chiefs – Got to go to Seattle. So even no matter who wins tonight, the story's not done because they still have some work, yeah. a little meat left on the bone. All right, guys, moving on. 425 on Sunday, the New England Patriots on the road visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Spread in this game is New England minus two. Weather in Pittsburgh on Sunday, high of 44 and rainy. Game of the day, right? Think so. Think so? This is up there with Indy Dallas. This is up there with no. It's it's probably the game of the day. It's, it's the it's the most. Yeah. Indy Dallas and that are the two games of the day. I think right. I mean, that's yeah. the two games that I look at and go, oh, I'm excited for that. 100. Um, percent The official Chargers Twitter account just tweeted out that Ladanian Tomlinson, Dan Fouts, and Lance Allworth are all out for tonight's game. <laughs> that's awesome. This is going to be a running joke. You're right. This might become a thing. Um, okay, <clears throat> Patriots Steelers. I mean. We know the Patriots own the Steelers. I mean, they own them. Like it's it's like it's like big brother, little brother power, right? You know, you always hear that like how like even when the big the little brother's better than the big brother at something, he finds a way to screw it up because it's like he chokes in the most. I want to win so bad. I'm gonna just throw the ball over the middle with no time left and throw it into a crowd of people because I want to win the game right here. Oh, it's intercepted. We lost. Like yeah, they've won four straight right, the Patriots. Right. And they, I mean, really, I mean, a lot of them I think they've dominated, especially in New England. I know last year was close. Um, okay, but this is a different style of play that New England plays this year. Okay. They actually play a style that fits Pittsburgh more, right? You're they, gonna run right at Tewart and Hayward. Yeah, baby. good luck with that, okay? That's I'll say that right away. I gotta see that because I know one thing. Tewitt, Hayward, Javon Hargrave have been whooping people. Ooh. For the last eight nine weeks, I, I don't mean, know where you're going here, but I'm excited. I know it's a really it's it, so they can I think control the line of scrimmage and make the run game extremely tough. Pittsburgh's different than years past too. They're not quite as 
obvious on defense. They will mix a man in. They're very good at disguising coverages. They're very good at making different coverages look the same at the snap, which is tough on a quarterback. You go, oh, it's quarters. It's quarters. It's quarters. Looks like quarters again. Oh, damn, it's quarter, quarter, half, or it's Tampa two. Or So they're good at doing that. That's where they become a better defense than years past, in my opinion, and why they're better at defending the pass in general. New England's not as good at throwing the ball as they are in years past, but still dangerous. And I know they're going to be able to make plays and move the ball on Josh Pittsburgh. Josh Gordon looked awesome last Josh week. Gordon is officially the go-to guy for Tom Brady. I kept saying that to Fendrick when we were watching the game. I was like, it's all Josh Gordon slants, it's and he just kills people. Right, he has become the new Gronk, where if he there's is. a big play, Brady no longer goes Gronk-Edelman. He goes Josh Gordon, then Gronk, then Edelman. That's mm. the pecking order for Brady right now. There's no doubt about that. Um, so that intrigues me now the other side of the ball it worries me that pittsburgh's one-dimensional i mean pittsburgh doesn't just they just decided not to run the ball anymore i don't know what to say we don't know if james connor's gonna play we don't know i don't know what to say i don't know and they they need to run the ball a little bit if they're gonna throw the ball all freaking game on new england they will lose because Doesn't this feel like a juju across the middle game? I mean, it certainly does. And I think that Pittsburgh's going to realize, and they did that this. The Patriots little, are slow. The Patriots are slow. And that if they run the ball and play action and things like that, they can create some mismatches with Pittsburgh. I mean, with New England. Do you think the Patriots are going to get a pass rush? I have a hard time Me thinking too. that. There's no way they're going to get a pass rush. Okay? Only thing that hurts Pittsburgh in my eyes is if they just become too pass every play. Because then Flores and Belichick are going to go, they're trying to do, they're masters of going, how are they attacking us? What are they doing in this personnel? What are they doing in this situation? And if they start to get a feel for they're throwing it every play and on third downs they're liking to do this, they're going to dial up a coverage where Big Ben's going to throw a pick in a big moment or whatever yeah. it may be. I don't think that's going to happen this time, though. I don't. I really don't. I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to move the ball on New England. I think they're going to be able to pass protect. I also think they're going to be a pissed off, much motivated bunch, and they're sick in New England. How much money are you betting? And I'm betting $10 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to pick them to win the game 27-24. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So I looked back at Tom Brady's last two games in Pittsburgh. Last year, 298, one touchdown, one interception. 2016, 222, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Nothing crazy. Right, and that was the game where Landry played two years ago, not Big Ben. Over the past five years, the Patriots are 16-4 and four against the spread after a loss. Okay, That's why a lot of people are excited about this game for the Patriots. Right. I think the Steelers do very well offensively. And I think you look back and you even said, oh, the Patriots did well last year. No, they fucking didn't. The Steelers had the ball 11 minutes longer than the Patriots and were up eight with four minutes to go. And this was the Jesse James wasn't a touchdown game. Mm -hmm. The Steelers had the game won. And it was a call that was really Zach Ertz's touchdown in the Super Bowl that was, in my mind, a bad call. Patriots are three and four on the road. They've lost two of the last three. The Steelers just lost in embarrassing fashion. The Patriots just lost in bone-crushing fashion. I think the Patriots, the biggest thing was that their defense looked awful. The Steelers should have kicked the shit out of the Raiders, but Josh Dobbs had to play five drives. I had the Steelers winning 27-24, and I'm putting $100 on it. It's like the first time we've had the same score. Yeah. I think the Steelers win this game. 
And I think we're looking at the Patriots going, oh, no. What is happening right, right. now? What were you saying I was wrong about, though? You, like, you said that the Patriots kind of had that game last year right. in Pittsburgh. And I'm saying that, no, I think the Steelers actually owned that whole game, and they were down eight points with four minutes left, right. and they got the field goal, and they got it back, and they had that one drive. Like, I thought the Steelers should have won that game by double digits They, they should have, yes. I mean, I don't know about double digits, but they should have. I mean, the Steelers couldn't stop them at the end of the game. The Steelers, the pa- Steelers Patriots are, are down so the much more athletic than the Patriots in they are. so many different ways. Right. But I know it's the X's and O's versus the Jimmys and the Joes. <laughs> this is like a Tomlin coaching for his job type of thing right here. Definitely. And the Patriots are like, we, we're, we're fine. You know, we own that game. We just had one bad play. We're fine. I think the Steelers pulled the upset here. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. I mean, the same freaking score. Yeah. No, they have better players. They match up good with the style of play this year. The Steelers can play man-to-man better than years past. Yeah. I think those are the things that, that you know, always bother me about this Who matchup. Put on Josh Gordon? Oh, I mean... Out of this group here, I would love for your, for your baby Gronk, Vance McDonald, to outshine Gronk in this game. Well, I know I, that would be cool. Um, mm. And he can against those linebackers. He definitely can. Uh, d- to me, as long as they don't become one dimensional, uh, just like they can't overdo it. They can't go. Oh, we're going to throw the ball forty nine times, and we ran the ball fourteen times. Also, Big Ben has to like Big Ben. This is the time of the year where Big Ben's like a lot of people are talking crap. I got to hit that switch really quick yep. and see what I can do. It's crazy, though, is I still have faith in the Patriots. Of course. Like, That's not crazy. I mean, even it's like crazy long term. against them. Like long term. Like just, beyond this season? I, I mean, I'm just saying for the rest of or, this year. Okay. I still think the Patriots, even though whether they lose this game or not, I mean, they could still go to the Super Bowl. I yes. do. Th- I see a lot of qualities that I like about their team still. Yep. All right, moving on. Sunday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Spreading this game is Rams minus 11. I assume you saw the alert about Carson Wentz. We need to talk about that. Yeah. Because this Better, is... It's good news. Fractured vertebrae. No, it's not. It's good Per news. Adam Schefter. Because, no, no, no. Tell me... Okay, so Carts, give me the information. Yeah, so Adam Schefter reported that uh, Wentz had a CT scan and it revealed a fractured vertebrae that will fully heal given time to rest. And right. here's why it's bad. Right. There are now reports coming out that his fracture in the back was known for a while, oh. but he's only being aware of the results now. Reporters are now reporting that some players in the Eagles locker room are aware of the situation and it's causing a huge issue internally. Other reporters are now coming forward and saying the handling of Darren Sproles' hamstring injury and other recent abnormalities... Eagles players, guess what? It's the first year for this new medical staff, and they're getting very upset. Here's my thing. I was fine not making the playoffs after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I was fine because I wasn't expecting them to do it. But if you're going to put the back of the quarterback that you're supposed to have for the next decade in the hands of a new medical staff that apparently is not telling him that he's had a fractured back... I don't even, we have an issue no, that now has taken all of the goodwill of that Super Bowl and thrown it away. Yeah, It's thrown it away because now it's going, wasn't it great to win the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz? And, and now we're still going to have him for a decade and not risking by running him back earlier? And now you have may have thrown away the next decade by not telling him about, about a fractured back? This, to me, is such a huge story because... It's the one guy you don't mess with. Yeah. I, I think this is 
absurd. I think it is scary. And I think that entire locker room now is going, if I can't trust the people taking care of me, who can I trust? Yeah, no, that's a big issue. It really, that was not the part I was referring to. It's good that they should sit him for the rest of the year. It's good too. I'm also pleased that it's like, a, a issue with the vertebrae and then it could heal. Like I would have actually been more concerned if he was having like true lower back spasms, spasms. and things like Explain that. Explain that to me. Cause I don't get because that. Because I just said, I, to me, this is just structure. Once it heals, it's good. But if you're starting to deal with like, Whoa, I have like legitimate, like lower back issues already at this point of your career, that would scare me going further to go, well, it's only a matter of time before it comes back so again. So a back again. spasm to you is something that's going to reoccur and you can't control it? Yeah, usually, yes. But a structural issue. Structural, as time. long as it gets the time to just heal, it makes me feel better than going, oh, he could just swing a golf club wrong and right. all of a sudden his back muscle's out like an old man. Or he, This really scares so, me, dude. But the element of people hiding injuries – that's, I mean, what do you do? Like, that's, why? that's a lawsuit if they're if they're if this ends up being true. What are you trying to make it seem like like the they're, coaches like get out there? This like, goes on in college. I mean, this is this that's like rinky dink crap. I had this this happened to Texas a little bit towards the end of uh, my stay there. Like they kind of this is varsity blues. Sean Rogers, you remember this? Sean yeah, Rogers, the D tackle, of course. He like was led led to believe that he had a high ankle sprain at Texas for. Like the better a year, and then they he found out that he had a hairline fracture that Holy they didn't tell crap. him about it, but they wanted him out there playing. Hurt his draft stock. He was a did first he get round to pick. The, did he sue the school? He got drafted in the second round. No, no, he did not. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's troubling. So uh, you're going. Oh, wait, Eagles break it down. Game. You're yeah. going a huge number here. Well, no, the other game fancies me too. Stop looking at my sheet. Look, he's cheating. He's. Looking. I'm going to be honest. I already did the math. Yeah. Give us your breakdown and then your pick. Um. Okay. So. I think that I talk. We talk about the Rams' offense first. The the uh, Eagles' defense. Okay, the Eagles. Their front four, like Fletcher Cox. I mean, he's going to watch film from what he saw last week and go, "Whoa, Goldman and Hicks just absolutely dominated Sullivan and Blythe inside." I'm going to do that too, and he probably will. He'll have moments of that. I also think last week's going to make a guy like Sean McVay like. Um, redo some of his schemes a little bit and learn how to protect him. Also, they don't have to worry about a guy on the edge like Khalil Mack where they have to give extra attention. But either way, that's one chance I look for the Eagles to maybe mess the game up to a degree. But the biggest thing for me is kind of what we talked about on yesterday's podcast. The Eagles uh, were on the field all game last week. 90-something plays. Right. 90-something plays. 90-something plays in the NFL is insane. Okay, and now you got the you don't Rams. Get Ninety-three plays in an NBA game, right? And then you come off the Rams, who are pissed off, played the worst game of the Sean McVay era. Okay, they're going back home. They're not going to be happy about that. And then you add the fact of your secondary trying to match up with that group. Negative Ghost Rider. Now the other side of the ball. Ninety-three plays, forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's that's devastating to me. And then to that's lose a football game like that, right? Like I just think they're going to be punch drunk. Okay. I agree. And then you look on the other side of the ball and you go, okay, you know, Philadelphia's offense. Philadelphia's offense is an issue, whether it's Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, or Superman. They're going to have an issue, okay? It doesn't matter. 
uh, they struggle. They can't run the ball. They don't protect all that great. They have nobody to be scared of in, at the wide receiver position to back the Rams off. The Rams, I was extremely encouraged by what I saw on defense last week against the Bears. They finally played the right way, like I've talked about. They're just simple. They let their front four get after it. You got playmakers in the back end. You got speed in the back end with your linebackers in secondary. Keep your eyes on the quarterback. He throws, he throws it to the left. Everybody look at that guy. Run to him. Make the tackle. It's all it should be. It's only a matter of time before Aaron Donald gets in there, makes a play, or Marcus Peters makes a play, or Keep Tlaib makes a play. Either way. So, at the end of the day, I'm putting $1,200 on the Rams. What? 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 $1,200 Rams. Yeah. L.A. Uh, L.A. And it's 3820. Sorry, Philly. You gotta go home. I don't have any more rhymes. Hey. Yeah, but I think they're in deep trouble. 3820. 1200. Are you short money? Nah, he's good. I don't know. I never know. I mean, I do the math. He's the smartest guy I've ever seen, but he cannot add. It is funny. It's hilarious. I mean, you could be like two, two is five. I I just let the spreadsheet do it for me. I don't think people understand how much Carson Wentz does for this offense on a regular basis. Right. I was joking when I said Nick Foles could do something. I'm putting $250 on the Rams. I have them winning 41 to 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're seeing like repeat of Saints game again? That's what I see. Yeah. I see a defense that's not going to be able to get to the quarterback. I see an offense that's been been hearing about how they got owned on primetime Sunday night football. Yeah. Jared Goff looked awful. Todd Gurley looked awful. Right. I think that they're going to have a field day. I think it's it's revenge for last year's game. I think it's revenge for what happened in this week. I think Sean McVay is going to go in there and go, we need to tear the hell out of these people. Um, and the Eagles, like, what can they do to surprise them? Yeah, This has to be kick returns for touchdowns. This has to be punt returns yeah, for touchdowns. Fletcher Cox this has something. to be Jared Goff fumbling backwards. Yeah, like, right, right. It has to be crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is blowout city. I'm, I'm surprised it's only 11. I think it should be 16. I wouldn't. I was really scared that that's what it was going to be. I was like, "Damn!" Now, because I was going to go hard on this all week. I, I didn't care if it was Wentz or whoever. And then when I heard Wentz wasn't playing, I was so disappointed because I did. When I opened up the computer this morning, I expected it to go. Eagle, I mean Rams minus seventeen or minus nineteen. I really and I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to pull the trigger on that bet. So you, he should have seventy dollars on this next game, right? I got the math under control over here. All right, I'm just making but sure. I have seventy dollars. Yes. Okay, yes, listeners, I have seventy dollars on the Saints for the next game. Okay, I got the Saints winning thirty-one twenty-one. When I tell the spreadsheet to do sum of D four to D nineteen, and it tells me what it totals, it's not going to screw it up. The okay. Google Docs know what they're doing. Next yeah. game here, Monday Night he, Football. He talking about. It's how you do formatting. D14, D19. I learned these things in the New England scouting community. you got to know these things. You're going to do addition too. in Google Docs. I'm yeah. going to be very honest. To all possible future employers, right. I'm going to write on my resume that I'm proficient in Excel, and that's only because I know what Excel is, and I can fill in boxes, but I'm not proficient. Oh, I didn't even I would know. argue that most people write they're proficient, and they're not proficient. I didn't know what Excel was until I started working in New England. That's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Monday Night Football here. He didn't know what HR was. I forgot to bleach her. He didn't have an email address until like 2015. New England. 
Yeah. What year was that? 2011? Uh, yeah, 2011. Email, 12, 12. People were getting emails in 2000, and uh, Chris was just... I was so disappointed when I got it, too. Not available online. Like, oh, man, the email. Are you kidding me? Okay, last game of the week. Monday Night Football. The New Orleans Saints on the road visiting the Carolina Panthers. Spread in this game is Saints minus six. Weather in North Carolina on Monday. It is a high of 61, low of 34. Clear skies. Yep. Um, Carolina in free fall. Carolina in free fall. I don't know what to think of Carolina right now. Either way, I worry about Carolina's defense in this matchup, obviously. I really do. The Saints, yes, have not been on their game. I do think the second and a half, they kind of found their mojo a little bit once again. I honestly think that Sean Payton has been a little too less creative the last few weeks. Ooh, I do. Ooh. I think that... Tell me about that. I just think he's he's lacked a few wrinkles in his game plan um, that the Saints need to get them over the edge in some of these type of football games. Again, I'm not bagging on Drew Brees, but I'm going to bag on Drew Brees just a hair here by saying he's not the type of quarterback that when the offense is struggling, he's going to make plays at this point of his career to help the offense out. I'm not trying. He's still awesome. He's still in the MVP conversation. Calm down, Fleur de Lee. I'm here. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm still picking the Saints to win the Super Bowl. Calm down. Just chill. I'm just saying at this point of his career, he's not going to get it done when everybody's covered and there's a little pass rush. He's not going to be dodging people and throw. So they need those wrinkles. I have no faith, like I said, in the Carolina defense, right? And, you know, the other side of the ball, I'm so encouraged with what I've seen from the Saints on the defense. I really am. You know, that's where I just look at Sean Payton and Dennis Allen and I just go, man, you they know, made it work. They, they made it work. They just they understand football. And, you, you know, Lefko, you think about what they've done defensively. <laughs> like, this just came to me today, and we might have talked to Like, okay, they had the Rams game where they let up 35 points. Since then, it's 14 points. It's 7 points. It's 17 points. It's 13 points. It's 14 points. And even before the Rams game, it was pretty good and trending in the right direction there as well. So they have found the right formula. They have the big people up front to be fine with what Carolina does, and they'll play smart coverages in the back end. I think the Saints win this game 31-21. to I'm betting $70 on the Saints. I wanted to go hard, but the fact that it's in Carolina, it's outside, it's nighttime, I don't trust that Breeze will be totally on his game dissecting them, and I do think this will be the last-ditch effort for Carolina. I think this is a 24-21 game. And the Saints score a touchdown with like four minutes left to put it away. So, from a betting perspective, the Saints have covered six games in a row against Carolina. Owned them last year. Yeah. Here's the truth, though, that gets me excited. Everyone's talking about the Carolina five-game losing streak. Four of those games were on the road. Okay? Yep. Remember, home field is a huge deal. Go look at almost any team in the NFL. They're great at home, and they're bad on the road, okay? So four of those five games have been road games. Their only home game was a complete dominance of Seattle that was marked with bad plays in the red zone and missed field goals. Carolina looked so good in that game against a playoff team, but because it's part of a five-game losing streak, it's just chalked up as another loss. That's the loss that really broke them, I feel like. In four of their last five games, the Saints have not allowed a 300-yard passer, which Mm -hmm. goes to what you were saying about the passing. I look at this as the last gasp from Carolina, 
And you know what else it is? Right. It's the third straight road game for the New Orleans Saints. Mm, right. They had to go to Dallas. Yep. Then they had to go to Tampa Bay. And now they're going to Carolina. Because of the Carolina defense, and that's the only reason I'm still picking the Saints to win, because I think that Sean Payton's going to be able to dial up when he needs to to get the win. But I have the Saints winning 33-30, to 30, and I have Carolina covering the six, and I'm putting $100 on it. Okay. All right, guys, that's and all the that games. that means that we've agreed on 13 of the 16, and we've disagreed on three, which means you need to root very hard for the Houston Texans to cover. What do you have as the other one? Houston Jets. I have Houston, Cincinnati, Oakland, and New Orleans, Carolina. Didn't you guys disagree on Dallas Indy, too? Who did you pick? I picked oh, Dallas. You did. you did. So we had four. So you need to... Spreadsheet don't lie. But what's really interesting in all those, I have 50... I have a hot... So you need to honestly get all of your picks wrong and get the Rams right. And that way it'll get somewhat closer. Because I'm a little bit insulated because we've agreed on so many. Yeah, right. But you really need all of your picks really to be wrong. Yeah. Who are you locking? I have no problem. Which one's the ones? What are your big bets? So my big bets this week, I have 200 on Minnesota right. against Miami, and I will be locking it. And do you feel confident in that? Your sniffles into the microphone. No, right? I don't feel confident in that. <laughs> Why? Because I don't know. I mean, have you seen the Vikings offense? It sucks. Yeah, they have a new OC. <laughs> uh, my, I have 150 on Jacksonville. Right against Washington, yeah, I feel pretty confident on that. I think that that's it. Yeah, that's one I look at and go, maybe I should have gone more too. I have two fifty on the Rams minus eleven, and now, so I know you're not confident about Minnesota. I'm going to make them a lock, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to. So my question is: is I have Arizona plus eight and a half. You think I should lock it? Man, locking Arizona plus eight and a half. It's I fucking know. sick. That's really tough. Well, here are the other ones I'm thinking about. Yeah. I'm going to do Minnesota. I'm going to do Jacksonville. I'm going to do the Rams. Do I do Pittsburgh plus two or Arizona plus eight and a half? Ooh. I think I'm doing Arizona plus eight and a half. Okay. And then I'm going to ride it. Yeah. All right, Lefko, you know what time it is. It is time for guaranteed to lose. Sims, have you done it yet? I have done it. I'm trying to make it so you could see clearly there. It's those ones there. Okay. So, okay. Oh, okay. These ones, not All the right. top one there. Nick G, let's hit that music. I what's have no idea what it's going to be. Hello, hey. and welcome to Guaranteed to Lose. There's no person that I trust more than Chris Sims. Chris, that first game, we're headed to the Big Apple, pal. Hey, thanks there, buddy old pal. In this matchup... I think the Jets are guaranteed to lose, hey, let go. Hey. They can't win this. Are you kidding me? Houston's D's for real. The Jets got injuries on offense, and their offense ain't that good anyways. I like Houston just doing the diddly dop doop dop a doop into Doobity New York. Bop, bop, and in New York, they call Houston Houston. How dare you disrespect them? That's crazy. <laughs> All right. All right. Next place we're going. Call in the shot. The car says go. And that's, that's why I say Chicago. Chicago. Hey. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. He's sorry. But you can't mess with the monsters of the midway. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's Khalil Mack. Hey. Oh, and I don't trust the Packers run defense either. I- Chicago gonna dance, tippy-toe all their way and down. And smack the knife. Uh, and Green Bay, sorry, you guaranteed to lose. 
When I think of the place that I know, I think of Baltimore. Yo ho, yo oh, ho, oh. oh, sorry. Tampa, you gotta go, go. Hey. I don't trust it. You're Tampa. Jameis will turn the ball over. Baltimore's defense is real. And I'm so sorry, Tampa, because I love you. I'm playing my saxophone. Hey, that was a trumpet. But you're going to lose to Baltimore. You're right. It was a trumpet. Take me to L.A., Sam. Oh, we're going to L.A., Lefko. And, oh, your Eagles, they in trouble. They're going to lose. I got a call this week from Sharon Lefko. She said, Chris... Stop talking to my mom. Oh, sorry. I talked to Bruce, too, though. It okay, was a three-way. Cool. All right? It was a three-way on the phone, I mean. Conference okay. Call. Oh, I'm a funny guy. Oh. But sorry, Eagles. You're going to lose. The Rams are pissed, and your defense ain't good at stopping much right now. Sorry, Philadelphia. Like a wise kid once said, up your ass, Philadelphia. Skip it about that, 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 Let's go down to New Orleans oh, and maybe to Carolina. Ain't that's nothing right. finer. But it's the way we should end with this music is going to Jazz Town. Hey, hey Carolina, you're going to lose. Sorry. Sing it to him, fatty. Oh, because this is this is New Orleans, and we jamming jazz here. Ooh, talk slow to him, and fatty. We're, oh, and we're, yeah. we're a Super Bowl team. Uh, and Carolina, you're a dumpster fire lady. I feel a breeze. Oh, Carolina, I guarantee you're going to lose. You know why? Because wow. I am the oracle. Ooh, and ding dong. Whatever I say goes on this segment. Ooh. Ah, the oracle. Newton's law. Bam. Hey. Newton's law. Hey. hey. He can't beat the Saints. All right. Just to be clear there, because I don't even know if I said it right, the Jets are guaranteed to lose. The Packers are guaranteed to lose. The Bucks are guaranteed to lose. The Eagles are guaranteed to lose. And the Carolina Panthers. I was so in my jazz mood. I don't even know I if like I said the song. You said them all. You're good. I okay. like that song, Nick. Uh, I like it, Nick. I like it. Way all to right. go, man. And that is the Week 16, Week 15 Picks Podcast. All right, all right. Enjoy the games on Thursday and on Saturday and Are you on gonna Sunday. Be, so you're going to be rooting hard. You're going to root hard for the Eagles to cover now, right? Uh, no, because just... I'm going to lock the Rams. <laughs> yes. Locks are more important. Yes, you're in it with me then. I Four love it. Sims. Peace out, homies. Four Fedrick. Good evening, everybody. The L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Says, holla, 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 holla. Psych. I'm rooting for the Eagles. We'll talk <laughs> to you guys later. Uh.